0: Welcome to The Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop, And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes.
1: Well, we're excited for you guys to listen to episode two of our interview with Professor Burks as she shares what she has learned through the adversity of her own personal suffering, and even what she would want to share with somebody listening who uh, might be struggling and, and having a difficult time, and how and wondering what does it look like for for God to be interacting with me in this suffering.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I wonder if you can elaborate on on what you've said about purpose in, in suffering, because you you've said that there there's things that you've learned from facing this kind of adversity. Adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you elaborate on that?
2: Yes. So the thing that I have learned um, in adversity is that I want to. The thing I've learned in adversity is that I want to learn from the people that I have met in my adversity. I want to learn from the people that I have met in my adversity. And a good example of how to start off the story is the example of the Good Samaritan. Um, And you can find that in the Bible in Luke chapter 10. And, you know, there was a man and he was robbed and he was beaten and um, he was left for dead on the side of the road. And um, no one was really there to help him. And it was at nighttime. And so one person came along and saw the man on the side of the road and He didn't do anything. He kept going, and a second person uh, came along, and he saw the man on the side of the road, and he didn't do anything. And then there came a man from Samaria, and he had compassion on the person who was suffering on the side of the road, and he tended to his wounds, and he put that man on his donkey and took him to an inn and said, Do everything that you can to help this man, and I will give what I can to help this man and um, um, to help him when he was suffering in the middle of the night. And um, Aaron and Jordan, um, I want you to know that, you know, I understand what it's like to be that man on the side of the road and to be um, in the middle of the night because I live alone with no one to help, and I want to tell a story about that, um, is, you know, one time when I was really going through, when I was very sick, I was alone, and I became very sick, and I had to take myself to the hospital, Um, and I didn't call an ambulance, because I had been to the ER quite a few times, and so I staggered um, out of my own house, um, into the garage, um, drove myself to the hospital, and then, so I was at the hospital, and Around 11.45 that, that night when I was at the hospital close to midnight, I said, I thought about how I got there, and I said, my garage door is still open. But what is worse, I said, I remembered that I did not close the door to my house. I'm not, I'm not saying it was unlocked. Hmm. It was open. Because I had staggered out of the house, do you see, the door was open. And um, I realized this at around a quarter of midnight. And so somebody could just really just walk into my house and um, either go in there and steal something or be waiting for me or something and, you know, assault me when I get back. And and so here I'm at the hospital, and it's during a weekday, and it's close to midnight, and I say, who can I call? Who's going to go to my house and close close my door in the middle of the night, close to midnight? You know, people have families. And so... I didn't want to bother my one neighbor. She's an elderly woman, and I def- definitely didn't want to bother my other neighbor because they had problems um, getting their baby to sleep every night. And I did remember that one day in my neighborhood, I was walking, in and, I, and I had met a woman, and we just said hi really briefly, and, oh, hi, how are you? I live here, and where do you live? You live down the street? And we exchanged numbers. It was just very brief, only for 60 seconds. And um, her name is Camille Settles, and and I said, God, I don't know what to do because here I'm in this hospital. My house is open. And God told me, he said, call Camille Settles. I said, God, I can't call that lady because I don't, I'm don't. going to call her at midnight mm-hmm. on, on, in the middle of the week. I said, I can't call her because I don't even really know her. I don't know her. He said, I want you to call Camille Settles. And so I, call, I was very embarrassed, and I called Camille Settles, and I told her what, is, what had happened, and I want you to know with great joy. She got up out of her bed at around midnight and walked down the street and maybe her bed clothes and okay. left her little girl at home and secured my house. And I also had said to her, I don't know if I'll be able to take myself back home. And I was kind of scared about a cab or an Uber because I would be under the influence of whatever medication they were giving. And she at one, she said, if you need me to take you back home at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and I barely knew her, she said, I'll do it. Hmm. I'll do it. And so what if I learned from adversity? I've learned that I want to be like Camille Settles. I want to be like the Good Samaritan. I want to be the person that helps when no one else is there um, to help. And, you know, there is a saying that, you know, every person is going through a private war. Um, and so I want to be kind to every single person Um that I meet and um, I've learned that I don't want to work toward being impressive to people, but really being effective for God. And that's something Stephen Furtick talks about who's a pastor. So um, what have I learned in my adversity? I've learned from the people that I have met during my adversity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. <clears throat> yeah. um, so if you were face to face with one of our listeners right now, um, who might be considering whether or not they might want to believe in this God that you've been talking about in, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, what what would, might you say to that person? Um, what do you feel like is one of the things that God could bring to their life?
2: So I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that God can bring to your life. And I think that two things come to mind. And the first thing is, is that he can bring um, people out of the blue to help you. God will bring a person out of the blue to help you when you're going through things. That's one thing that God can bring. And the second thing is that he can bring resurrection to your own life. And uh, Pastor T.D. Jakes kind of tells a story from the Bible and um it's about a 12-year-old girl, and this is a story in the Bible, and it's about a, a 12-year-old girl. So there's a room, and the the room is filled with people, and they're sad, and they're mourning, and they're upset because this 12-year-old girl has just died. And they're wailing, and, oh, the 12-year-old girl, she died. She, you know, she's dead, and someone told Jesus about this. And so Jesus went to this room and when he got to the room, he said, everybody leave the room. I want everybody to leave the room. And everybody get out, get out. And he closed the door, and it was just him and the 12-year-old girl who um, had died. And he raised her up from um, the dead. But T.G. Jake says, you know, can you imagine being one of the people on the outside of the room listening through the door, and all of a sudden you hear the scampering of a 12-year-old's feet. You hear the pitter-patter of the 12-year-old girl's feet, and they're like, we know that she's dead. She was cold to the touch. She was stiff. But because she was in the room... With the right person, she was able to get back up again. And I want you to know that no matter what you're going through, no matter who has left the room, no matter what has happened in life, if you are in the room with Jesus, with Christ, you will be able to get back up again. And so what can a person bring to God's life Two things. Number one, he's always going to bring a person to help you out of the blue, as we kind of saw with Camille Settles and the Good Samaritan. Number two, no matter what life brings you, no matter how difficult life will be or becomes, quietly or privately or publicly, as long as Christ, as long as Jesus is in the room with you, you will be able to get back up. You will be able to get back up.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, The last question that we had for you um, as a university professor, Mm -hmm. you probably have experienced this uh, personally or at least know other professor Mm -hmm. friends who have experienced students that maybe expect a lot out of you guys that they expect you to kind of know everything or um, to know exactly, you know, what to say in any situation on your your Mm -hmm. subject of uh, expertise. And this might seem, well, it is an unfair burden right. <laughs> to bear, uh, as we all have limits and we can't know everything. But that being said, what is what is it that you feel confident that you do know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you know for sure?
2: There are three things that I know for sure. And number one, I know that suffering has purpose. Um, just like the bug that will become a butterfly, I know that suffering has purpose. That's the first thing I know. The second thing I know is that God will bring to you the right people out of the blue. I know that for sure. And the third thing that I know is that no matter what happens in life, as I had just said, as long as Christ is in the room, as long as Jesus is in the room, he is going to help you go forward. And Aaron and Jordan, that's good news. (laughs) That's some good news. And that's what I know for sure. Um, And I no, we're going to wrap up and I, I just want to say to all the students that are listening um, please know um, that I love you dearly I'm thinking of you, I'm praying for you and um, if you have the, the right person in the room, if Christ is in the room with you you're going to be able to make it hmm. yeah. well,
0: That's okay. awesome, thanks so much uh, Professor okay. Brooks for being willing to have this conversation with us and yeah, I'm sure it's uh, going to be meaningful for many, thank you
2: Thank you so much for letting me be here.
0: Yeah. So. Jordan, what stuck out to me during this latter part of the interview was when she was talking about resurrection and what can be true of your life if if Jesus is in the room. What stuck out to me from this section of our interview was uh, I just think it's it's awesome faith to believe that uh, there's a God who loves us enough and cares about us enough and is active and powerful enough that even in the midst of the really painful and challenging circumstances that we might be going through, to to trust and to believe that this God can can really change our life. This God can really uh, do something that would make a huge difference, that, that there could be a day, whether it's days or months or years from now, where we can look back and see that that God really has taken care of us. He has brought the changes that we needed uh, to see happen in our life. And um, I just, I love that that is, that just can give us hope. Uh, and it can give us a sense of, of purpose in the midst of whatever challenges we're going through. I think even to connect
1: with that, uh, she talked a lot about as well, the importance and the value for her um, that others played. Uh, and she learned that through adversity that um, God uses people in your life to help walk you through this suffering, and that could be a way that God helps to change your life in, this, in the circumstances that you're in. And I think even uh, thinking about it more, it even reminds me that we as humans, we're, we are made to be relational. Um, that even in our worst times, uh, even when it hurts to reach out like she had to do with her friend as she was sitting in the ER, she had to pick up that phone. As God was prompting her, she had to pick up the phone to call and ask for help, uh, that that it's it's okay to admit that we are needy. Um, it's mm-hmm. okay to, to be limited, to admit that I need help and I need to reach out to people that God has provided us uh, with. With people uh, to care for us and to love us, and that that's even a way that He is working in our
0: lives. Hmm. Well, thanks for your time listening to our interview with Professor Burks. Uh, be sure to check out the thethompsoninstitute.org. There you'll find uh, interviews with other professors and scholars in the campus community. Uh, you'll also find events and recordings of different uh, lectures and dialogues that we've had uh, on campus in the last couple years. And um, we hope that the Thompson Institute can be a helpful spiritual resource to you in your life on campus at Ohio State.
1: Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.